0: seek the lord while he may be found call upon him while he is near god gave us a word saying seek him seek him while he is found so over the past few weeks we've been meditating on the scripture trying to understand how we must seek god about the things that we need to keep away from our life that comes as an hindrance to seeking god So, in the same series of sermons, I want to share today with you on the subject called Do God's Will Every Day. Do God's Will Every Day. When God created us, He created us with a plan and a purpose. Even before we saw or experienced anything and decided what to do with our life, God already had a plan. If you look at what the psalmist says in Psalm 139 verse 16, he says like this, You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. When God created us, He created us with a purpose. He created us with a plan. We are not just random beings that somehow came into this earth and we are not sure how to live this life on earth. Sometimes we may feel aimless. We may feel purposeless about life. We may feel like there is no reason for me to exist, for me to live. But we look at the Bible when God created us, He created us with a great plan and a purpose. So Psalmist says like this, God, that every day of my life was ordained for me in your book. It was recorded for me in your book. See, God has a plan for our life and his plans are the best. Even the best of our plans are worst compared to God's plans. His plans are beyond our comprehension. If you look at Psalm 139 verse 17, Psalmist says, How precious are your thoughts about me, O God, they cannot be numbered. What is the Psalmist saying? How precious are your thoughts to me, O God, they cannot be numbered number. If you look at the same verse in the message translation, it says like this, Psalm 139 verse 17, your thoughts, how rare, how beautiful, God, I'll never comprehend them. In other words, Psalmist is telling us that the plan that God has for you and me is so amazing that we cannot wrap our minds around how beautiful and how amazing those plans are. I tell you church, walking in God's plan is the best thing that you can do. If you choose to walk in God's plan, it is one of the best decisions of your life that you can ever make. It can ever make, it is one of the most beautiful journeys of life to walk in God's will and purpose every single day. At the same time, you have to understand this. As God has this plan and purpose and his will and some amazing thoughts for you. At the same time, you must know this, that God will not manipulate you or force you or pressurize you to follow his will. Do you know why? Because he has given us free will to choose between our will and his will. To choose between what we want to do and what God wants us to do. Through certain situations, God will constantly keep pointing out, saying, Son, follow my will. He'll keep speaking to us through His word. His command is there for us in His word, already saying, follow His, follow His, follow His plans for your life. You know, follow God's will, pursue God's will. It is already there, but it is up to us whether we want to follow that plan or not. It is ultimately we who come to this point of decision and say, God, I lay all my plans down and I follow your plans for my life. It is we who arrive at that point of decision. God will encourage us, he will motivate us and lead us to a point to follow. But ultimately, it is the decision that we make that will lead us to that point of walking in God's will and purpose. It is important for me to stress this when I speak about God's will because many times people think that walking in God's will is something that you have to do and there is no other option for you. This is a a wrong idea that comes out of this uh, notion that there is no free will. The truth is there is free will. Because there was free will, that is why Eve did what she wanted to do in the garden. She, She obeyed the serpent. Because of free will, Cain killed his brother Abel. There is free will that is throughout the Bible. God did not create us us as as robotic creatures, but He made us with free will. He gave us this choice to choose. That is why in the book of Joshua, we say, Joshua is talking to the people of Israelites, saying, choose whom you want to serve, whether the God of the Amorites whom you served beyond the river, Or do you want to serve the God who brought you this far? Who do you want to serve? There is a choice that they had to make. So it is important for me to stress this because many times people think when it comes to God's will, there is nothing called as free will. But the truth is there is free will. We can choose to walk in the amazing plan that God has for us or we can choose in the little plan that we have made for our lives. I'm making this intentional comparison and I want you to come along with me. God's plan is so great. You know, I wish I could just lift my hand up with the camera on cover. is so great that even the best of our plans are, are the worst, are basic in God's sight. A basic in God's sight. When it comes to the subject of God's will, the Bible gives us a command. What is the command? The command is that we as God's children, we as the one who... We, are, we, the one who have come to know God, we are commanded to follow, to pursue His will every day as long as we live. God desires that we seek His will every single day. Like I said before, He does not manipulate us, but He commands us. And it is up to us to obey or not. If we obey and follow God's will, I can assure you that you will live a blessed life. But if you obey your own will and do what you please to do, You may be prosperous, but you'll never attain the kind of blessings that God has in store for you. In store for you. If you look at the Lord's Prayer in Matthew chapter 6 verse 10, uh, this is the second part of the prayer and it contains this beautiful statement that I want to stress about as I go into the sermon. If you look at Matthew chapter 6 verse 10, it says like this, Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You see, this verse is part of the Lord's Prayer, where Jesus teaches, us, teaches his disciples on how to pray. And in the Lord's Prayer, the second part of Lord's Prayer, we find this very important statement saying, your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. If you look at this verse, there are two key words in this verse. That is, one is kingdom and will. If you are taking notes, which I highly recommend, uh, please take notes. It does not take a lot of effort, but it helps you understand the sermon better. Uh, Please take notes. If you're taking notes, please write down these two words, kingdom and will. Kingdom and will. If you look at the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God is not a physical reality, but a spiritual reality, which we experience in our hearts every day. One day when Jesus comes to this earth, we will experience his physical kingdom. But right now we are living in a time when we are experiencing the spiritual realities of the kingdom of God. So in today's world, the reality of the kingdom of God is this. If you have to be part of the kingdom, you should be the one who is doing what God wants you to do. Basically, the one who does God's will, is the one who belongs to the kingdom of God. See, Jesus said like this in Matthew chapter 7, verse 21, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Jesus is speaking in the context of the coming kingdom, the one that when Jesus comes, he will take us to heaven. He's talking about that kingdom. But the reality of today's kingdom, that's a spiritual reality, also is the same as what Jesus is talking about. That is, it is not the one who sings amazing worship songs. It's not the one who preaches, not the one who teaches, not the one one who leads worship, but the one who does the will of God, is the one who can enter into the kingdom of heaven. So in our world today, if we need to be part of the kingdom of God, what we have to do is that we have to obey God's will and follow God's will for our lives every day. That is why, you know, you see, as you look at the Lord's Prayer, one of the beautiful prayers that we find in the Bible in Matthew 16, it says, your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This is a prayer that we may submit our will to God's will entirely every day. That we may submit our will entirely, totally to the will of God. Which means, it is, it is no more about what we desire to do. It's no more about what we want, but it is all about what God wants us to do. This this may be easy to say, but it's a very difficult thing to put it into practice. Because it seems very strange to a lot of people to give up their dreams, to give up their goals and take up what God has in store for them. Oftentimes I've heard people say this if I follow God's will, what about my will? What about my passions? What about my plans? What about the things that I've always wanted to do? Because as we were growing up, we we had an idea of what we want to do. And to give up all that to follow God may seem almost like an impossibility. It may seem really difficult to give up our plan to follow God's plan. There are so many who struggle with this issue because they find it really hard to give up what they want to do, what they have planned to do there are some who have even stopped seeking the will of god because they are afraid that if they surrender to god's will then they have to leave everything of what they're doing right now and follow him completely and there are some of you who are listening to the sermon right now who knows who know what god wants to do through you you know god's calling over your life but you still reject it you still neglect it intentionally and you're trying to pursue your own way i tell you Whoever it is, I want to tell you this. There is a blessing that comes out of following God's will. At this point now, it may seem very strange to give up your plans. But the day you start walking in God's plans and start accomplishing His will for your life, you look back and say, I'm so glad I gave up because I have inherited something way more greater, way better than what I have ever thought of in my life. As, as God's children, we shouldn't be hesitant in giving up the plans that we have made for our lives. We shouldn't be, you know, uh, too reluctant to give up. Rather, we should be ready to give up because the God who created us has a much better idea of how our life should be. It is better for us to walk in that plan every day. It is better for us to seek His will every day. See, the God whom we worship, He knows where He wants us to be. And it desires that we will follow that every day. We look at the Bible, in the Psalms, we look at uh, the Old Testament, there is one character that always stands out when we talk about God's will. That is King David. King David was a spectacular man. He was a man who was called as the man after God's own heart, which basically means a man who follows God's will. You look at the life of David, it is as if he would wake up in the morning and ask God, Tell me what I should do today. what is my agenda for today. He was always after seeking God's will, always after running after the things that God wanted him to do. And you look at his life, his life was a blessed one. You look at his family, his family was blessed because of his of, of his family was blessed because of David. You look at Solomon, Solomon does so many things against God. But God reminds Solomon that I'm not going to take the kingdom from from you simply because of your father. Your father was faithful to me and I'm keeping my word to your father that I will not destroy the kingdom from from your hands as long as you live. You see what blessings can come out of following God's will? Sometimes I don't understand why people have to be so reluctant. Let me remind you this. The best plans that we make are still... The worst in God's sight are the worst compared to what God has for us. And we are holding on to a second rated, a third rated plan and thinking this is the best. Whereas God is saying, I have something much better for you. I have something much better for you. And you will be able to walk in it only when you seek his will. When you seek his will. When you give up what you want to do and do what God wants you to do. When you do that, you will live a very blessed life. God warns us to follow Him in His will and in His purpose, but it's always a challenge. It's not so easy. If you think of you know, God's will, if you think on the subject of God's will, following God's will is indeed a challenge. And I, and I think of it this way, there's always an invisible war that is happening in our minds. If you look at Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12, it says like this, for we do not wrestle with flesh and blood but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this present darkness and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. We need that our fight is simply not against flesh and blood, but against the cosmic powers or present darkness, which means as human beings, it will always be challenging for us to submit to the will of God. Because if there is one thing the enemy does not want us to do, he does not want us to submit to the will of God. Even if we try to do God's will, we will face all kinds of challenge, all kinds of spiritual battles because the enemy knows this the moment you step into God's will and accomplish his will, you are stepping into the glorious life that God has planned for you. He knows that. So he does everything possible to keep you away from accomplishing God's will. He simply wants you to stay away from God's will. I was watching a video a couple of weeks ago, and in that video, I heard Marlon Manson. Marlon Manson is a famous rock uh, artist, he's, he's a musician, and also he, uh, he has taken up this style called Gothic. Uh, he doesn't look normal, and also there is a dark side to him where he is believed to indulge in the satanic rituals and in the occults and all that. He said one thing he said something about Satan's will. What he said was, doing Satan's will is very simple. It's very easy. If you want to do Satan's will, this is what you need to do. Do what you like to do. Do what your heart tells you to do. Whatever you wish to do, keep doing. I heard that statement and I was shocked for a bit because I I never, you know, knew this detail about how the enemy works because we think that, you know, he has a different track for us that he'll push us into, but rather he works very deceptively. He will say, do what you like to do. Pursue your heart's desires. Run after the things that your heart tells you to do. You wake up in the morning, you have a new idea, put it into practice, implement it, you know, run after your desires. That is what the enemy desires in your life. In other words what the enemy is trying to do is that he is making you as the God of your own destiny. He's making you as the God of your own life. If you you look at what happened in the garden that we did in Genesis chapter 3 verse 5, he tells Eve this, for God knows when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. In other words, Satan tells Eve that if you eat this, what will you become? You'll become like God. What the enemy wants to turn us into is people who are masters of our own destiny. You must have heard of the statement, you know, masters of your own destiny. Take your life in your hands. You are in the in charge. You are the God of your life. All these statements might seem very inspiring and motivating, but let me tell you, it is from a different source altogether. He seduced Eve to commit sin by saying, when you eat this, you'll become like God. He wants humans to, to get into this mode where they are the masters of their own destiny by simply doing what they want to do. You see how deceptively he works. He motivates us to follow our will so that we will not fulfill God's will but fulfill his will by doing what we want to do. Let me say that again. He motivates us to follow our will so that we won't fulfill God's will but fulfill his will, Satan's will, by doing what we want to do. Church, it is really important to follow God's will. It is important that we walk in his will every day, as long as we live on earth. see, Out of experience, I can say this, following God's will is one of the best things that you can ever do. And I can say this out of experience that I don't regret the decisions that I've made to follow God because following God is the most enjoyable thing in your life. And I pray that, church, that you would every day, every single day, pursue God's will. That you would do His will every day. Every day. So if you desire to walk in God's will, there is one main thing that you need to do. That is, you have to build a solid, prayer life. You have to build a strong prayer life. Now you may be someone who is thinking well this pastor keeps talking about prayer all the time. You know, let me tell you this. I can't stress enough on how important it is to pray. Every opportunity that we get to pray let's pray. Every time that we have to pray let us spend time with the Lord. Because what happens is when we build our prayer life, we are allowing We are allowing God to work in our hearts to fulfill his will and his purpose in and through us. So if you desire to walk in God's will and purpose every day, the most important thing you need to do is build a strong prayer life. Build a very healthy prayer life. Because a strong prayer life will help you accomplish God's purpose for your life. You look at prayer, prayer by itself is an act of humbly submitting ourselves before God, placing our petitions before God and it's an act of seeking His face. And in the context of God's will, when we come to God and when we pray and seek Him, there are two important things that happens. The first thing that happens is God prepares our heart and our mind to receive his will. And second, he enables us to live the surrendered life every day as long as we live on this earth. Two things that happens. First is that God prepares our heart to receive his will. and Second is that we will be able to surrender ourselves into God's hands every day. Prayer plays a very vital role in taking us towards God's plan for our life. On the contrary, you know, if you don't spend time in prayer or spend time with the Lord, we will never be able to understand God's will. I get these questions asked very often. How do you know what God's will is? How do you know what God wants you to do? It is simple. Pray and seek Him. Because God is always interested in letting you know what He wants you to do. He's interested in live, revealing His will to you. The way you can know what God desires for your life is by spending time alone with him if you cannot spend time alone with him here's what i want to let you know don't expect to know the will of god there are so many people walking around asking different people what is god's will for my life what is god's will god is more interested in revealing his will to you than to the people around you seek him build a prayer life because when you do that you'll be able to know god's will So two important things that happens in prayer is that when you pray and seek God, God prepares your heart to reveal his will. There is a way in which God works. We must understand this very well. Before revealing his will for our life, what God always does is that he prepares our heart and he prepares our mind. Notice this, the preparation stage is very important. We cannot skip that by running to a pastor or an apostle or anybody who seems very powerful to us to find out what God's will is for our life. We cannot skip that preparation phase. The preparation phase of life is really important because what God does is that he prepares your heart and mind to reveal His will. And when you're prepared and when you understand God's will, it'll make a lot of sense for you. When you're prepared and you receive God's will, it'll make a lot of sense to you. But if you're not prepared and kind of understand what God wants you to do, you'll always be in a very confused state. We see this example in the life of Isaiah the prophet. If you read about the call of Isaiah from Isaiah chapter 6, verse 1 to 8, you will learn something here about the way God works. If you read Isaiah chapter 6 verse 1 to 4, I'm going to read these verses for you. Please follow along. Isaiah chapter 6 verse 1 to 4. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him stood the seraphim. Each had six wings. With two, he covered his face. With two, he covered his feet. And with two, he flew. And one called to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts, the whole earth is full of his glory. And the foundation of the threshold shook at the voice of him who called, and the house was filled with smoke. Now Isaiah sees this vision and immediately he does not run outside and tell the whole world, Listen, I saw God seated on the throne. He does not see that he does not say that. But rather when he sees the vision, he realizes that he is a man of unclean lips. He is a man that is a sinner. So if you look at verse five, Isaiah responds, saying, Oh is me, for I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of an unclean of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. What what does he say here? You you look at the life of Isaiah, he realizes his uncleanness. He realizes that he is a man of unclean lips. So you take this whole story and look at it from a different perspective. This is something that God is doing in his life right now. So that Isaiah can receive the call that God is about to give him following this. You see what happens in the preparation stage is that things that God is not pleased with, things that God is not happy about in your life, If there is a sin, if there is an addiction, it begins to leave your life. There might be something that is against God in your life. And when God prepares you, when you spend time in prayer and when God prepares your life, what happens is God begins to remove the uncleanness from your lips. He removes the things that he is not pleased with in your life. See, it was from your life. It was Charles Spurgeon who said, Call to ministry is a call to holiness call to ministry is a call to holiness. If you think of that, it's a powerful statement. Because God, what he is doing here is that he is preparing Isaiah. And God, as he reveals himself to Isaiah, what Isaiah does is that he realizes his mistake. He realizes his uncleanness, his unworthiness and immediately says, I am a man of unclean lips. Now look what happens in verse 6 and 7. God begins to fix his uncleanness. God begins to set him free from that guilt. God begins to change the things in his life. What we find here is that when we spend time in prayer, the unnecessary things that are there in our life will begin to leave. When we spend time in prayer, the things that God is not pleased with will begin to automatically leave our life. You see, the true sign of prayer, the true sign of prayer is that when we pray truly, when we pray in a way God is pleased, we will be transformed. That's it. We will be transformed. If you are praying, 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 but don't see any transformation in your life, if you don't see any transformation in your character, then it is time to check the way you are praying. Because you might be praying in a way that is not resulting in any action. When when you pray truly, something will begin to change. Your character will change and you'll, you'll be molded into a character that God is pleased with. If you're praying or if you're committing the same sin over and over again, let me tell you something. It is time to leave. It is time to change the way you are praying because true prayer will always transform you. There's nothing more, there's nothing less to that. Prayer will transform you. Prayer prayer will prepare you to receive the calling from the Lord. Look at the life of Isaiah. After all of this, after all this episode, God, he sees the vision of God and he realizes his guilt. God fixes that and after all that, he receives the call. The call of God comes to him. In verse 8, Isaiah heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then I said, Here I am, send me. And he said, Go and say to this people, Keep on hearing, but do not understand. Keep on seeing, but do not perceive. If you carefully observe the call of Isaiah, there is something interesting that you will see. The voice of the Lord that Isaiah heard was actually not directed towards Isaiah. Let me say this again. The voice of the Lord that Isaiah heard did not contain the words, Isaiah, shall I send you? Will you go for us? But rather it was addressed this way, whom shall I send who will go for us? It is as if it was spoken to more than one person. So basically the call of God was not directed towards Isaiah, but what happened is Isaiah overheard Let me say this again. Isaiah overheard the call of God and responded. What did Isaiah do? He overheard the call of God and responded, saying, here I am, send me. It is not that Isaiah was chilling with his friends, living his best life, and one day when he was on the roadside enjoying life, he heard the call of God, he left everything and came. No, he was a man who was devoted. He was a man who was committed. He was a man who sought after God. He was a man who prepared to receive... The call of God, who was prepared to receive the call of God. And when he heard it, he received it. Church, prayer prepares your heart to receive God's revelation about your future. If you desire to walk in God's will and God's purpose, then pray first. Seek him with all your heart. Then God's plan for your life will become very clear to you. That is what prayer does. It prepares your heart to understand God's will. It prepares your heart to receive God's will into your life. God prepares us even before he pours out his revelation of his will into our life. Are we prepared is the question we need to ask. Have we prepared ourselves in prayer to understand God's will? How is our life today? I remember years ago before I stepped into ministry... In the year 2015, end of September, I left my job and uh, in the month of Sept, in the month of October, I began to seek the Lord, waiting on him to know what to do next, where to go and minister. And I remember, you know, that first four weeks of prayer, it was a very unique experience. In the first week of prayer, I was praying, saying, God, I want to do this, I want to do that. You know, This is what I want to do for you. I want to glorify your name this way. I was sharing all these plans. Week two came, I was sharing more plans. By the time week three of prayer came, what happened is I began to say, God, let your will be done. Do what you will to do through me. And, I, and by the time I came to the fourth week, I began to pray, saying, God, even if you send me to a village, I will go. What I saw is that in that four weeks of time as I spent in prayer, God was preparing my heart to reveal his will. If God had revealed his will to me in the first week, I would put my plan into place than God's plan. But God prepared my heart in such a way that I came to a point that I'm like, God, do what you will to do. Even if you send me to a village, I'll go. And and finally, in the first week of November, God spoke to me saying, Mangalore is the place you have to go. Now, I'm not sharing this example to boast about myself or anything, but I want to illustrate a point here. When you spend time in prayer, God prepares you. When you spend time in prayer, you will be able to receive His will and understand His will for your life. If you do not pray, what will happen is, no matter what comes to you, you'll always be, maybe this is not it, maybe this is not for me. You will always be unsure about what to do. But when you pray... God prepares your heart to know what His will is exactly that He wants to do. He, when you pray and prepare yourself, God will reveal what He wants you to do, what He desires from your life. But if you do not pray, like I said in the beginning of the sermon, don't expect to know God's will. When you build a strong prayer life, you will know the purpose for which God has created you. The second thing that prayer does is this. This is the second and the last point. The second thing that prayer does is that is that prayer helps you surrender to Christ every day. It's easy to sing a song like, I surrender all, I give myself away, I surrender, I want to know you more. It's easy to sing all these songs. But in reality, surrendering is a challenging task for us as human beings because sometimes we want to surrender sometimes we don't want to surrender because we want our life to be in our hands because we like what we are doing, we are comfortable with it but when you pray and seek God surrendering, your will will become a very easy task to do when you pray and spend time alone with the Lord, you will come to this point where you will say I'd rather surrender my life to God and live than live on my own terms. You know, the, the the truth is this we destroy our life we destroy what god wants to do through us if we live according to our own terms. But we will accomplish god's purpose if we surrender to him. And it and, and we can we can surrender better when we fulfill And we can surrender better when we spend time alone with the Lord. That is why church, seeking God is important. That is why we are talking about this entire subject. Seek God while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Because the more we seek him, the more we will find a solution to all that we are facing today. Because the more we seek him, the more we will be able to surrender to him. The more we seek him, the more we will be able to live according to his plan and purpose for our life. But if you don't seek him, You cannot live according to His plan and purpose for your life. You will not be able to surrender. Prayer helps you surrender to the Lord. I don't know where your life is today. Maybe you are someone who desires to walk in a deeper relationship with God. But at the same time, it's a challenge for you. You're thinking to yourself, how is it possible? How can I do this? How can I leave what I'm doing? You may not realize this today, but if you can leave everything, if you can let go of everything and just surrender your life to the Lord, He will lead you in ways that are absolutely amazing. Words cannot describe what God can do in your life. A couple of years ago when I met Mifanvi, my wife, uh, I wanted to know uh, that if she is God's will for my life and I would spend hours and hours in prayer, seeking God, seeking God, making sure that this is God's will and God's purpose I remember you know through all of those prayer sessions through hours and hours of prayer I didn't hear a very loud audible voice saying she is the one for you I didn't hear that but what I felt is a sense of direction saying go ahead that you should go ahead I didn't hear like an audible voice saying Mifanvi is your you know wife but I had the sense of direction and with that I went in faith and today God has given her to me there are a lot of young people that I often talk to that come to me and ask how do I know if this is the right one how do I know if this person is the right one for me the truth is if you want to know who is right for you in marriage if you want to know what God desires for you in marriage pray stop asking your pastors ask them for counsel and advice but but find out God's will in prayer See, when you seek God, you will have peace about the things that you're doing. If you have peace, if you have a sense of direction, keep going. But if you feel... uh, if If you don't feel a peace, if you don't feel like there is something that God is leading you towards, immediately pull back, immediately stop. There are things from which God has stopped me. Today I look back, I'm so glad. But at that time it felt like, you know, why God, why did this have to fail? But today I look back, I'm so happy that it did not work out because now when I'm walking in God's plan, I realize that God did not allow certain things to come into my life just so that His plan can be fulfilled. And I can honestly tell you, church, that God's plan is the best. There is nothing in comparison to that. We may be reluctant. We may say, how can I do this? How can I do that? But the truth is, when you follow God's will, you will absolutely enjoy that life. You'll rejoice in that life every day. Worship him. Spend time alone with him. Seek him. You will know what God wants you to do. wants you to know. You you will know what God wants you to do. You will be able to pursue the right person for marriage. You will be able to make the right decisions when you spend time alone with the Lord. Seek him. Seek him while he is near. Call upon him while he may be found. I pray the church that you will always spend time alone with the Lord. Why don't we close our eyes as we close the sermon I know this was a short sermon today some days I like speaking a short sermon some days I like speaking long ones but be prepared for anything and everything let's close our eyes and look into the Lord in prayer and ask God Father help me to walk in your will help me to know you more help me to spend time alone with you we're going to sing the song Hosanna even as we sing I I ask that you would ponder over where you stand in your relationship with God Are you spending time alone in worshipping God? Are you spending time alone in prayer? Are you spending time alone in just sitting in His presence, seeking Him through His word? Are you doing that? If not, I would highly encourage you to do that. So as we sing this song, reflect on your life, see where you stand today, ask the Lord for help to walk in a closer relationship with Him. Hosanna in the highest. Amen. Amen. Father, we want to thank you that you have helped us understand your word this evening. That you have spoken to us, that you have enriched us with the knowledge of your word. Father, we pray that you would help us walk according to your will every day. You desire for us to walk in your will. Your command for us is to obey your will and purpose. But many times we find it difficult, so hard to give up our plans. And it's so easy to take up our plans and live by it. It's so easy, Lord. No matter how challenging it is, we want to pray that God help us walk in your will every day. Keep away the things that are against your will. Let things that are there in our life, habits or anything that are there, if it's not pleasing to you, let it go, Master. Help us to live by your will and purpose every day. Help us to walk by your will and purpose. Reveal yourself to us, O Lord. Strengthen our prayer life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen.